Shalom Aleichem. Our topic for today is uh, called Friday Afternoon Facts to India. Uh, and we'll be building off an article by Rav Tzvi Kushalevsky Shlita, um, Rosh Hashiva, the Pressburg Yeshiva, and Rabbi, Rabbi uh, two of our Rabbeim, <coughs> Rabbi Silverberg and Rabbi, um, and Rabbi Schoonmaker learned from him. Um, this is uh, a, um, a second part of, of last week's uh, shir, but I will summarize very quickly so we'll, so we'll get down the topic. Um, the, the, the Shaila is as follows, and we'll read inside in Rav Kushalevsky's uh, piece. Just in moments. Here we are. Okay, we're here. Uh, is it permitted to send a fax to a Gentile who is in Chutzlaretz, who is outside of Israel? Shabbat has not entered where the Jew is. With a place where the Gentile is. Shabbat already has come in. So this could, this could uh, uh, easily take place. If a Jew in Israel or the United States, for that matter, is sending something to uh, to India, uh, I just picked India because there's 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 sometimes a lot of uh, people who have staff members working all over the world. Now, I just want a, a little gray box. Uh, fax machines have not disappeared, and uh, I checked this up because at first I thought this this Shaila is a little dated. Uh, at first, I thought this this Shaila is a little dated because we're talking about faxes. Who uses faxes nowadays? So you should be surprised. Um, faxes are are used uh, by by lawyers and and people in the medical professions uh, because there is a certain level of secrecy of of confidentiality that you can preserve in a fax. Ironically, in the old style fax, that you that you can't necessarily uh, in, in digital ways. Now, of course, sometimes they send, uh, email faxes, which sort of once again, opens you up. But if, if a fax sends a fax to another fax machine, so you're able to send something that is, that is not open to the rest of the world. It's just, it's just within those, uh, of course, somebody who could somehow sabotage, uh, th that particular telephone line, that's true, that would be able to, uh, to be invasive. But, but it has a level of security that doesn't uh, apply to those kinds of uh, media of sending things where you go to, to these great network hubs. So there is something positive about faxes and, that, and it still is in use. There's some countries where, where faxes are still, are, are still used uh, uh, frequently. Uh, there is something else also is that once you have a fax machine, so <clears throat> according to the article that I read, the, the standards for faxes were set in 1968 and they still stay. So a fax machine, an old fax machine still works. 
Okay, those are interesting things. That's just explaining why this Shaila is not outdated. Now, um, let's describe uh, uh, what the issue is. Uh, hine. Uh, this is this is reformulating the question now in halachic terms. Hine al effects through sending effects. Who goreim He ends up doing having a malacha be done through printing out the facts, where, where Shabbat has already come out. So, so at least that is kotev, that's, that's the, the malach of writing something because you're, you're printing up uh, a, a picture or a, or, an, or a letter or an article, what have you. Um, you're sending it to the India branch of the office or your workers that are in India um, uh, or even to an empty office. And they're going to come there Saturday morning, let's say. But um, but your fax is 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 printing out right now on Shabbos. And the Eshladun, we have to discuss here im in that kind of a way, that kind of a situation. As Lina Batar Mekomo, we go after the person's place, the place where the person is located, which is Israel or the United States. Shabbat, where Shabbat has not yet come in. And it ends up that he hasn't done a malacha on Shabbos, and he is uh, uh, absolved from from any malacha. Oh, or do we say? Option two, that we go after, so to speak. We, we focus on the place where the malacha is being done. And, and since there, Shabbat has already come in, in India, that Shabbat, um, a, a malacha on Shabbos, a, a, a one of the forbidden kinds of work activity on Shabbat has been done. And then he excuses a halachic term, begira delay, which literally means his arrow, which we'll see is is um, based on the sugi that we did last week, um, is is the relevant halachic expression here. Vechayavalan, he's obligated. Now, <clears throat> the the uh, last week we did the Nemuke Yosef. Nemuke um, Yosef is one of the Rishonim who wrote his commentary. Associated with the Ran around the Ran, uh, the Rif, excuse me, and uh, and in his in the sugya of Isho Mishum Chitzav, in the sugya in the in the Gemara about about damage by fire, the Gemara has a a, a blot and a half or so about whether uh, damage by fire is considered like a person's arrow, in which case. When a person lights a fire and doesn't stop it from spreading, it's as if he shot an arrow at the places that were damaged, and that would be considered his his damage. Nezek Adam, or do we say Isho Mishumamono that when a person caused uh, 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 fire damage by not letting by allowing his fire to spread, it's just like his animal would go into the other to the neighboring yard. So. The question is when when a person, let's say, lights a lights a bonfire, he has a, a campfire in his back backyard. He has got a whole estate, but he didn't put it out properly. The fire spread and it and it uh, it went into the neighbor's yard and burned things in the neighbor's yard and damaged. So, according to um, 
Rabbi Yochanan, Isho Mishum Chitzav, that a person's fire is like his arrows that he shot, and it's like Nezek Adam, it's like a human doing damage. The Gemara discusses uh, what might be the, the practical ramifications. If you damage a person, it's like you damaged a person with your own body, and you would be obligated a whole slew of, obligate, of, of, uh, of compensations, not only for Nezek, for the damage itself, but also for for pain, for, for doctor bills, for workman's compensation, for embarrassment, et cetera, all those kind of things. Or do you say, show me shumamono, what a person's fire damages, it's no different than his ax going into the neighbor's yard and damaging and trampling and eating. And, and same thing with his fire. And, and if he damaged a person, he would just have to pay Nezik, he would have to pay the basic damage, but he wouldn't have to add all those other things. Now, the Ran, the, the, the Nemuke Yosef, sorry, says, uh, if you will raise the difficulty, wait a second. If a person did, uh, we consider the Ran, be, the Nimuk the, Yosef the begins that when we say, show me Shumachitzav, it's like the person did it with his own body. That's that's the that's the main point that the Gemara brings out. That's the difference between and is your fire like your arrows or is your fire like your property? Is it like the person did it with his own hands or not? Based on that, wait a second. How is it how is it that we permit lighting Shabbos candles late Friday afternoon? Because the fire spreads. Where does it spread to? It spreads and continues to light on that wick. And it continues to consume that, that, um, that oil, that wax. And what's the difference between uh, conceptually? What's the difference, asked the Nemuke Yosef, between a raging fire on your, on your yard spreading uh, from 425 to 6.30 at night, and by 6.30 at night, it's burning things in the neighbor's yard, or a person's fire that he let at 4.25 on a candle consuming the top of the wick is now consuming a lower part of the wick or, or consuming, consuming a, different, uh, a different wax and different oil uh, by 6.30 p.m. Isn't it the same isn't it the same thing? And don't we, why don't we consider that as if he lit the fire by himself uh, on Shabbos, and the same thing is true um, as we as we pointed out last week. The Ran, uh, the Nebuchadnezzar asks about about a person uh, setting a uh, he is setting up the uh, the fire uh, to keep the Kohanim warm in the Beis Hamikdash and and the fire for the Korban Pesach. So in all of these things, we say it is permitted to do these things. Why is that the case? Why don't we say? That that um, <clears throat> because we paskin, he show me shum chitzav. Your fire is like your arrows. It's as if you did it yourself on Shabbos. Why is it? Why is all this permitted? So the Ran answers, the Mukiyosef answers, and I I apologize for keep on for keep on uh, saying the the Ran instead of the Mukiyosef. He says. We must look at it. If we look into this properly, we won't have a difficulty. Why? 
that when you <clears throat> are obligated for fire as if it's your arrows, well, it's, it's, then it should be 100% like shooting arrows. At the time when the arrow was shot from your hand, you pull back on the, on the uh, bow and, and let go of the arrow. At that moment, everything is done because your activity at that moment had within it the potential for everything that's going to happen later on. So true, my fire is like my arrows. But the action that I did with my arrows is when I shoot the arrows. So even, let's say if we, if we take the arrow and we, and we break it down into milliseconds. So at, at, uh, at millisecond number, uh, number one, you shoot the arrow. Millisecond number two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight milliseconds later, you, uh, your arrow uh, goes through the neighbor's laundry. Well, when did you do your action? When you shot the arrow? I, maybe you're going to say it's when, when the arrow actually pierced the laundry. Well, at that point, you are a noose. There's no way of turning back that arrow. You're not Superman that can run back and turn the arrow. So... You're not faster than a speeding bullet. So therefore, it must be, says the Nimoke Yosef, that we consider it as if everything you did, you did with your own hands, but you did it right now. Okay. That explains why, why Chazal uh, were able to, to make this takana. They were able to make this decree to light Shabbos candles, even though, according to Rabbi Yochanan, because everything you did, you did right now. Now, the, the Namilke Yosef, uh, I just want to point out, is making two major assumptions. And this is important for the, for the literature on technology and halacha. Number one, He's extrapolating from Nezek, from the laws of damages, to the laws of Shabbos. That's not so obvious, but as Rav Levi Yitzchak um, Helperin in his book called Maseu Gramaba Halacha, actions and indirect actions in Halacha, uh, when he summarizes the approaches of the Rishonim, he notes that most of the Rishonim agree with the, the Muke Yosef, and there's a minority of Rishonim, like Rashi, uh, who, as important a name as he is, is still a minority of Rishonim that hold that it's limited to Nezik, it's limited to damages. Number two, he's going from, um, oh, excuse me. Um, okay. Uh, that's the, the Namuka Yosef's uh, extrapolation. Now, Rav, Rav Kushalevsky is making an extrapolation. And he wants to learn about our facts from the case of the Nemuke Yosef's fire. And he says like this, based on the Nemuke Yosef's question, what I did is like, is like with my own hands, I lit the, I lit the, uh, the fire on Shabbos, but when I did it was before Shabbos. Okay. Now, this seems to be very problematic for 
for us because for the person who wants to send this fax, uh, for it being mutter, because, wait a second, right now, when I'm, all my action is being done right now, when I press the button on the fax, uh, when a couple milliseconds later on in, uh, in India, the fax machine prints it out, well, I did that all right now. So wait a second. So I did do the, uh, the fax in, in India. So says, says Rav Kushalevsky an analogy. Just like we go after, meaning we focus on the time when the malacha was done. So also we focus on the place that the malacha was done. In other words, just like when, um, and and hopefully you'll see, you'll see my hands. Just like an action, let's say this is time. Something I did here affects later on, yet we consider it as if it was all done right here because that's when I let go of the arrow. That's when I didn't uh, stop the fire from spreading. Similarly, if something happens in a different place, even though it happens here, I did it here. And therefore it's considered from my place, an action done in my place. Let's read his words. Just like we focus on the, the time the malacha was done, so also we focus on the place the malacha was done. Just like the place where the printing of the facts, Kvarnik Nesash Shabbat, we should, we should obligate him. That's in the question. Um, we should obligate him uh, because of his arrows, even though in his place Shabbos didn't come in. But later on, he says as follows: According to the Nimuke Yosef's answer, according to Nimuke Yosef's answer, that <clears throat> the Entire action was done at the time you lit. The same thing should be in our in our situation. We should say it's mutter. We should consider it as if the everything was done in the place where it is still not Shabbos. Now, <coughs> that is one. Uh, one approach for saying it's mutter. In other words, based on the Nemuke Yosef's answer, similar to the way the Nemuke Yosef says we focus on the time where you uh, did the action, we also focus on the place that you did the action. And I guess by analogy, the Svara would be just like uh, you wouldn't be able to, if you focused on the time when the action was actually done later on Shabbos, well, you're not able to, uh, you were, you were honest at that point. You were, you were, uh, it was beyond your control. Similarly, it's beyond your control to stop it, uh, to stop it in, in, uh, in India, because you're not there. Um, so Hetter number one is, is, by saying analogous to the answer of the Nimbuke Yosef, 
that we focus on the time that the action was done. Similarly, we focus on the place where the action was done and you did it in Israel when it was before Shabbos and therefore you're okay. Okay, that's one approach. He gives a whole different approach though. Um, one of the great uh, commentaries on Choshen Mishpat is the Nesivus HaMishpat, the, the Nesivus. Um, and uh, we're familiar with his, his debate sometimes with the Ktosa Choshen, whose Yurtzeit was just now these, these, uh, these last couple of days. So he asked an interesting question, uh, the, uh, the, the Nesivus HaMishpat. He says like this. Why isn't Amir La'akum, which is telling a Gentile to do malacha on Shabbos, why isn't that prohibited biblically? We know that it's a, a well-known rabbinic prohibition to tell a Gentile to do something for you. In fact, it's something that um, ends up being a, a very important, uh, it's very important that it's rabbinic in certain uh, uh, situations um, with regards to medical halacha, for instance. Why is that biblical level? Why? Because uh, the Nasivas asked the following question. <laughs> Excuse me. We have a principle, Ein Shliach Ledvaravera that with regards to uh, sins, with regards to transgressions, when a person um, tells somebody else to do an avera, somebody else tells some, one person tells somebody to do something wrong. Let's say a mafia head tells one of his goons to go wipe somebody out or to go uh, 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 squeeze some protection money out of somebody or to steal something. So now, and the guy who's the, who's the, uh, the operative, so he's caught. Now, does he have the excuse of, listen, I was only following orders, so really the person who did this Havera is the, is the mafia head, it wasn't me. I was, just, I was just following his order, so therefore, why don't we say shlucho shel adam kemoto, that a person's agent is like himself, just like a one person, can do bris milah. The moel does bris milah as the shliach for the father. And just like uh, somebody can, can have the mashkiach kashas take off trumas and maestras on, on behalf of the owner. So uh, a person who does an avera, the, the, the transgressor, the mafia operative says, I, I'm, I'm a shliach in shlucho shalom kamoso. So comes the Gemara in, in Kedushin. And says very powerfully, Ein shliach When it comes to sins, we don't say that a person's shliach is like himself. Why? We go to this uh, mafia guy and we say, wait a second. The words of the Rav and the words of the Talmud. God said, don't do it. The mafia boss said to do it. So who do you listen to? You listen to him or you listen to or you listen to me, says God. So therefore, you're you're uh, you're you're liable for your for your own malacha. So the 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 idea of he told me is not enough. <clears throat> now, the this is all fine when it comes to 
people that are obligated in the in the Avera. So the person who's obligated in the Avera, we can say, listen, I told you, God says, I told you not to do it. You did it. He said, well, he told me. Who do you listen to? You listen to God or you listen to me. But let's say the person who's doing it, who's the shaliach, is not obligated. Well, a Gentile is not obligated in Shabbos. So why don't we say that shlichus ledvar avera does work with regards to somebody who is not a bar chiyuva, that somebody who is not obligated in a particular avera, there we say that, and this is what the Nesivas claims from, uh, from the Mordechai in the first parak of Bab Metziah, that when the shaliach is not obligated in a particular avera, yeshlich ledvar avera. So why don't we say on a biblical level, when a Gentile does a, a, a malacha because a Jew told him to, it is the Jew's malacha on a Doraisa level, on a biblical level. So the Nesivas says a, a, a chiddush in how malacha Shabbos works. And let's read it inside. Al korchach dileinyan Shabbos lo shayach klal shlichus. Why? Kevad shamikom makom gufo shavat mi malacha. That with regards to Shabbos, with regards to Shabbat, so we don't say that agency is, 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 is relevant. Why? Because the Jew's body rested from Malacha. In other words, uh, 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 David told Ivan, the Gentile, David told Ivan, uh, 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 light the fire for me. Cook a, a cook a cook me a cup of coffee. So the Gentile did it. So what do you want to say? The Gentile was in this case the shaliach for for uh, David, and and David did a malacha, but David's body rested. We don't focus on the act that's associated with me, says the Nesivas. We focus on. Did I rest from Malacha? I did rest from Malacha. The Nesivas says, you see from here a conceptual point that when, with regards to Shabbos, the main issue is, did I rest on Shabbos or not? Not, is there a Malacha act associated with me? What's the Nafkamina? Our case. According to the Nesiva, says Rav Kushalevsky, we have a reason to be lenient about the facts. His body rested from Malacha because when this Jew is not doing a Malacha on Shabbos, and like the Nesiva says, the main Chiyuv of the person is resting. Now, the Nesiva, the, the Nemuke Yosef does not agree with that. Good question, Ariel. And, and, um, and I'm going to leave it unanswered because I'm not equipped to answer it right now. Um, so <clears throat> the, the, does the Nemuke Yosef agree with the Nesiva Samishpat's Yesod? No. Because otherwise, his question about 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 lighting Shabbos candles and lighting the bonfire before Shabbos would never get off the ground. Because at the end of the day, when Shabbos came in, 
the Jew's body rested, even though the act is associated with him. So apparently the Nimuke Yosef does not agree with the Nesivos' Chiddush. He's going to have to find a better way of understanding or a different way of understanding uh, Amir La'akum. Okay, but it comes out as follows, that uh, there are two possible ways to permit sending a fax before Shabbos from a place where Shabbos has not come in to a place where Shabbos has already come in. And says the Nesiva, says the Rav Tzvi Koshalevsky that no matter what, he, it's permitted. Why? According to the Nesivas who's quoting the Mordechai, the main obligation of Shabbos is because is that is that your body should rest. And here we see that his body did rest from Malacha and Shabbos, because once Shabbos comes in, he didn't do any Malachas. So now, even the Namuki Yosef, though, who does not agree with the Nesivos' approach because he asked his, his Shaila, he asked his, his Kasha, excuse me, about, about, uh, about Shabbos candles. But even he would say, according to the Namuke Yosef, we would still say that just like he holds that when a person uh, shoots an arrow, the entire action was done when he shot it. When a, person, uh, when a person's fire spread, when he lights the fire, his entire actions, all the potential that comes out of his actions, that all was done uh, at that time. Similarly, the entire action was done in the place that the person uh, did the malacha. So according to um, uh, uh, Rav Tzvi it should be permitted uh, to send a fax from a place where Shabbos has not come into a place where Shabbos uh, has already come in a different time zone. Now, uh, this is all provided uh, that it's a, it's a, uh, uh, you're not having a Jew uh, uh, receiving the facts and, and doing any malachas on the other end. You're not, in, you're not, uh, and it also uh, is not dealing with, like he deals with later on in the article uh, with, uh, with if it involves telling a Jew to do telling a non-Jew to do some malacha on his Shabbos, so that's if you're interested, keep reading the article. The entire six pages are there. We only did the first uh, page and a half. So that is what I wanted to share with you. Uh, uh, our two-part series ha- has been last week. We did the sugya and the Gemara of Yishom Mishum Chitzav, the Namuke Yosef's difficulty about Shabbos candles, his resolution. And uh, this week we saw Rav application of that Nemoke Yosef to sending of facts, but we also saw the Nesivas HaMishpat, him, him applying the Nesivas HaMishpat's uh, uh, foundational idea that comes out of the discussion of telling a non-Jew to do a malacha on Shabbos, um, uh, that concept that as long as the person's body rested, uh, we don't consider him as 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 transgressing on Shabbos. Uh, it, it's not that a a malacha act is associated with me, but rather that that my body uh, didn't rest. So, um, uh, no matter what, the fact should be mutter according to Rav 
Rav Tzvi Kushlevsky. Now, again, this is a uh, this is in a a, a Sefer Share Bina on Hilchos uh, Shabbos discussing the sugyas of Shabbos. Uh, this is not a uh, once again rejoin a a uh, qualifier. This is not a uh, this is a share of understanding the ideas that are underlying uh, practical halacha, but not not a practical halacha shir. If we can. Uh, 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 emphasize the chiluk between those two, those two, those two different things. So ask if you happen to have uh, this issue come up. Definitely ask a Shiloh about it because uh, this is not a a uh, survey of what all the post schemes say, but rather uh, getting into what one what one uh, commentary said. I just want to point out that just like the Nemukiyosev makes a jump to go from Nezikin to Shabbos, to go from the laws of damages to the laws of Shabbos, like many Rishonim do, Rav Tzvi Kushalevsky uh, uh, does make a jump to go from fire to, um, to sending a fax, to, to this uh, uh, message sent through the telephone lines. But it's very plausible because the Gemara itself makes the analogy between a person's arrow and a person's fire. So... Uh, the person's pressing the button on the fax machine and it causing something to be done in India, that's certainly no less like an arrow than, than not stopping your spire for, fire from spreading. Uh, perhaps even the person has, has, uh, has more control over it uh, than he would uh, uh, the spreading of a fire, which involves also uh, the wind and the dynamic of the fire, etc. Okay, that's what I wanted to share with you. Uh, today.